0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we start the shift from domestic football to the international break. Antonio Cholak says Rangers are determined to come back stronger when the league resumes. Celtics internationals head off on the back of a first league defeat in a year. And Steve Clark says Scotland need a much better performance than the one they put in against Ukraine in June. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson. Yeah, different feel to the start of the week with international duty coming round and work for Steve Clark's team to do. But I'm guessing there still will be some lingering thoughts about the results at the weekend. We left here on Saturday with Rangers just scraping past Dundee United, thinking that may still be uh, a bit much. Uh, for Giovanni Van Bronckers but what a difference 24 hours make when Celtic slipped to a defeat uh, Celtic slipped to a defeat against St Mirren so things can change quickly in this game I think some people still have an opinion on that Celtic performance on Sunday Yeah, a very interesting weekend obviously we got a lot of calls criticising the Rangers performance um, I think that was on the back of the fact that you know, you're looking at Celtic going to Paisley great result for uh, St Mirren and you've got to congratulate them Um Motherwell, unfortunately, thought played all right, Gordon. Uh, Hearts uh, coming away with the three points, 3-0, but um, all eyes will be in the next three games, important games for the international team. Yeah, I'm on then 01419511025. We were only on for one hour last night. There was a change to our scheduled programming, so with that in mind, maybe we've got a bit of a lag. Maybe we're still picking up some of the talking points from the weekend. Loads of you wouldn't have got through, didn't get time to get through. Uh, so pick up the phone and let us know what you thought of the weekend's results, performances, talking points. 01419511025. Please do get your thoughts in. And of course, we are moving towards international football. It is tomorrow night. Scotland against Ukraine. Steve Clark's been speaking today. We'll hear from him. Scotland fans, this is the chance really to get your thoughts in. You know, who should play? Who shouldn't play? There's no Andy Robertson. Does Greg Taylor go in there? Does Aaron Hickey play there? Who's leading the line? Billy Gilmore's not playing a lot of football. Does he feature? All the usual questions. Get your answers in, please. 0141-951-1025. You can, of course, tweet at Clyde SSB. And this is a bit of a different Tuesday. I mentioned it before, but we were only on for one hour last night. A change to the scheduled programming. So uh, let, let's pick up the pieces. Let's finish off from the weekend's talking points and then we'll move on to the Scotland-Ukraine stuff and whatever else is out there on your mind as well. 0141-951-1025. Get your calls in right now, please. I always feel like, Mark, that first international break, although you've only played seven games, it's like, you know, it's like, the, it's obviously it's the first sort of pause for breath. Yeah. Where you can maybe take a bit of stock, assess your start to the season. Like, yes, it's early. The league table's maybe not quite taking shape, but it's certainly, well, it's certainly getting there. If you look right now, Celtic Rangers Hearts. Mm-hmm. That's last year's top three in yeah. that order. So I know it's only seven games, but it already has a you know sometimes can have a little bit of a feel about it. Yeah, I think you're right. I will be the top three come the end of the season. But I think you've played enough football to have a good look at everybody to see who the danger men are in each team's uh, makeup. Um, you know enough about your squad. I feel at this time to to know who your strongest eleven is. Ange Postacoglu um, will certainly reflect on that and he'll he'll definitely know now who his strongest eleven is 
and it is a welcome break for some. I mean, if you're Liam Fox and Dundee United, it's probably a good time just to sit back and take stock and try and reconfigure things. Even Giovanni Van Bronckhorst says the 2-1 victory might not have been enough for him, but I suppose it gives him time to sit down and actually rethink things and think, well, things aren't as bad as it actually looked this time last week with Celtic dropping points. So... This this international break for me when I was a player was always a good time because I was never picked. It was my first holiday of the year. I was always taken away. That's, yeah. that's what Selfish. it's all about. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Selfish. But it was no, never picked. He wondered how he ended up at breaking his career. No ambition whatsoever. But uh, I think it's a very important week for the international side. Uh, domestically, I think the March right. I think that if you're down near the bottom, results haven't been going well for you. Gives you that little bit of time to go and work in different things. Yeah, you may lose one or two players to the international teams, but you'll you know if you're Dundee United, you'll have a fair wacky your squad there. Um, you know, Motherwell can work in different things, get people's fitness injuries that need a little bit more time. Um, so for some in the domestic uh, football, it's a welcome break. For others like say St Mirren, they'd be desperate for the next game. Momentum. What about the top two? Good time for them both, bad time for them both, uh, one, one of each. Uh, no, I mean, I, Celtic would have been desperate to get back out and fix that on, on Sunday night if they could have. So, yeah. in that regard, is it a bad time? Yeah, and for plus, Celtic, or yeah, I think so. I think that you're right, Gordon. I think that knowing Postacoglu, that defeat would have hurt, um, would have hurt his players as well. But all credit to Sir Man, let's say that first and foremost. But he would have been desperate to get back out and get them back on that pitch playing. You look at Rangers, Rangers would be the same. They're okay, the fans were phoning in their droves about the level of performance, but they still got a result. They're sitting two points behind. Um, I think they would be looking to get back on the grass as well as quickly as possible. Or um, does it not give Rangers more time to get Ben Davis more you know, fitter? Well, is Morelos fitter? Uh, well, to me, to me, get fit. It's game time. Game time yeah. and 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 proper game. Yeah, you can play closed door games. We understand that. Uh, you get the facilities. You get the squad there to do that. But I just think that game time, getting out there and playing competitive football. I think these teams. But if you look right down the bottom, Dundee United, Liam Fox, they'll be they'll they, they'll be glad to have this break. Celtic and Rangers, Mark, the break come at a good time. Bad uh, time. You know what. I don't think it's a bad thing for both of them. I think the, the schedule's been that hectic for them, especially stepping up to the Champions League, the top table. Those games take their toll on you, and they've had a couple of difficult outings, and Celtic obviously going away to Poland to play Shakhtar, Rangers, a couple of difficult games there. Just gives time to reassess. Rangers in particular, I think the players that they've got missing from the team, it just gives them... That wee bit extra time I think they will Arrange closed door games There's no doubt about that Get Ben Davies 90 minutes You can maybe even Squeeze two games in there A fitness Match fitness I agree with us. There's nothing competes With playing You know In a full stadium Full competitive match But the closest thing Is playing A 90 minutes At a good level Get a good level of opposition to, to come somewhere And you get Minutes under his belt And he might be ready to go back Come on then 01419511025 It is only Tuesday night And generally you still get Some lingering thoughts From the weekend But we've got time to make up for We were only on for one hour Last night So perhaps we can look back A little bit And then of course We've got Scotland Ukraine tomorrow uh, Coming up fast around the corner Let's start with Brian Who's a Rangers fan in Coatbridge What's your point tonight Brian? Hi there guys Good evening Hope you're all well Thank you very much 
Um, so it's basically I was listening last night and I'm just a wee bit bemused, deluded, I don't know if I, if I word to choose really, there's quite a few but um, in relation to the pessimism about Rangers and out there some fans um, and from what I'm hearing last night and probably tonight as well to be fair you think we were 12 points behind opposed to 2 um, I think Roger alluded to last night as well saying that if we win after the winter break we go top which might be momentarily but again the result in Paisley shows you never know that could be longer term and I think as well, looking forward, the fact that we haven't hit top form yet and to be only two points behind, having played in Europe since early August, weekend, midweek, etc., and qualified for the Champions League against this league and Celtic are supposedly flying, I'd expect with all the pessimism flying about to be further than two points behind, but the reality is we're not, just to see what the panel thought about that. Um, yeah, it was interesting. I think the, the problem just now with Rangers is, you look at Saturday, OK, they win the game. Cholak scores two goals Comes in for criticism On this phone in, uh, From Rangers supporters So it's not us It's St. Gordon It's the Rangers supporters Going along there well, I think Brian acknowledges that yeah, And, and I, I think What's uh, sort of a Giving them a little bit lift And it is true Because Celtic were five points Going to Paisley Everybody was expecting Celtic to win that game Let's be honest Apart from uh, Everyone connected with St. Mirren They were hoping for a good day And they, they certainly got that And certainly deserved it um, I think it's the way Rangers have been playing Everything's getting highlighted. The summer signings, the the guys that have been brought into the team uh, to make a big difference, sitting on the bench. For instance, Mark mentioned uh, getting minutes into Ben Davis. Now, if that's the case, there was great opportunities over the last couple of games to get him on the pitch. Morelis comes back on Wednesday night. Saturday, there's no sign of him whatsoever. I can understand he didn't start because he's been out for such a length of time, but surely at Ibrox, to keep that fitness going up again, you get him back on the pitch. Now, this is Rangers fans that are saying this, so it's him that's uh, a little bit disappointed with one or two things. The managers come in for a bit of criticism, but I think what Brian's saying is right. If you look at the league table, they're only two points behind. But my concern for Rangers is if they keep going and churning out performances like they're doing, mm. I don't think they'll kick on. They need something to to get that spark again for me. Yeah, is that is that perhaps where those fans are coming from, Brian? I, I'm trying to sort of remember the things that have been said, but you you put that positive spin on it, which is understandable, saying we've not hit top form yet and we're only two points behind. The fans who don't feel as positive of you as you, the message they seem to be putting across is they don't feel like top form's happening anytime soon. They don't see it coming. They don't think top form is round the corner. Would you understand that? I, I do understand it, but I'd also throw that back and say, well, did anybody think the result in Paisley was coming? And I think Andy Halliday alluded last night as well that football can change in a week. So you might not be in top form on a Saturday. You can be in top form the following Sunday. It changes so quickly. And I think the point Gordon made there as well about Cholak. I get Morelos has done a great job for Rangers and his discipline's been a problem. But looking at the bigger picture, Kolak's hit the ground running. And we need to remember that we've brought in a guy who's scoring goals straight away. Again, he came in for criticism early on. But the bigger picture is, is that Kolak's doing the job and Morelos is there if needed. But again, it's maybe a bit of time for him to work on his fitness over the international break as well. And the fact that we have been playing Champions League qualifying, if you like, from early season. Celtic's first taste of it was, what, 10 days ago now before the, the funeral for Her Majesty and then the break and then their first time back after it, they've tasted defeat. So I think I'd be looking at the positive rather than the negatives, which is only two points in a minute. The only thing I would say, Brian, just quickly there, 
you're talking about Cholak and I agree because I couldn't believe that he get criticised people were saying his link up play didn't do anything he was a Rangers centre forward and Saturday at home he scored two goals first yep. and foremost that's her job but you talk about um, you know he's not done anything wrong the biggest game the season come along in, in the Champions League against Napoli at home and he threw in Morelos who was not 100% fit he had hardly played any game time Cholak had sort of had two games without scoring so it tells me that Morelos is certainly still the number one striker at Rangers. What do you think, Mark? Brian's talking about this difference in mood where Rangers fans seem very pessimistic, Celtic fans seem very optimistic, and there's only two points there. So how how is the is the gulf in the mood so great, I think, ultimately, is what Brian's trying to ask. Well, previous results, of course. I know it's only two points, but, you know, football, Brian's right, football can change quickly in a week. Well, 24 hours. When we left this show on Saturday Did we have a positive Rangers fan on after the game? I don't think we did now, we had Far to be, from it if we had to be on, That's what Brian's against though He's, he's, yeah. saying, he's calling for more of that If more, we had to be on on Sunday after the game Then you would have heard a different voice I guess it's just what went on before That, that run of games um, And particularly the Celtic game It sticks in the minds of Rangers fans Until something comes along And Rubs it out their memory Now 2-1 home victory against Dundee United That was like Routine a bit But unconvincing at times Is not going to eradicate that from their memory They need a top performance So This Maybe this break I says it could have came at a good time for them Three injuries Maybe it didn't Maybe they needed to get back out there again And really put in a convincing performance That then makes Rangers mm. fans More optimistic Is that fair Brian? Maybe a, you know, a proper top drawer performance Is that Would that shift things? Yeah, I think so, and that might come at Tynecastle, but I think there was a point made last night as well, and again, it's going back to this European um, sector again, where I think Celtic did play longer term in Europe, fair enough, the results never went for them last season, but with the greatest respect, it was a lower level of European football, whereas now, they're both competing on the same level, the same stage, the highest level, and I think it might tell more on a Saturday, Sunday, what do you think about that? Well, who knows? Time will tell. I mean, you've, you've been there, though. You know, you've done that. Um, is, I, it, is it different? I mean, Brian's right because Champions League is is tougher. But is it is it noticeably different because you, you know, you're still doing the travelling? It's still the potential for squad rotation. To be fair, I'm not, I I don't find it much different from um, from playing the Europa League and then playing a, a Sunday. If anything, I prefer Champions League on a Tuesday, Wednesday, and then playing a Saturday. Um, same travelling So I don't think it's that much a difference When you go into Europe the, the levels are that high That You know it takes a bit out of you But Like it's a fair competition It's a fair comparison between both sides This season so far So I don't think they'll be worried about that I do think this break though Just gives them a wee bit of time To rethink How they've went about Those first few Champions League games And how they've went about These first seven games in the league and they'll come out better for that on the other side, both of them. If you're Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, though, are you thanking Mark O'Hara and Stephen Robinson and co? Does that make you go into the break just feeling a whole lot better than you might have done? Of course it does. It closes that gap. Um, you know, I think everybody involved with Rangers would have been St Mirren supporters on Sunday. Uh, vice versa when it comes to Rangers playing important games as well. Uh, you're talking about the Champions League, the Thursday, Wednesday thing, the only Tuesday. The only thing I would say would be, for me, the advantage is if one of the teams were playing Saturday, I think it's good to play on the Saturday 
and get the three points on board and then say, right, over to you on the Sunday. Yes, you can hop back to, well, look what happened this weekend. Rangers 1-2-1, got their three points and all of a sudden Celtic go to Paisley and that gap from five to two and Rangers feel good about themselves again as Brian has come on tonight and said there's a lot of positives but um, I'll be interested to see in the coming weeks how that develops Yeah, let's hear a bit from Antonio Cholak he was getting stick on this show on Saturday despite scoring two goals from some callers multiple callers which was uh, much to your confusion in the studio he says Rangers are determined to come back stronger after the break yeah, I mean if you lose three games in a row, it doesn't matter on which level um, that uh, can affect you and we are all humans and this is normal because we want to win every game and uh, we we try to reach that level always and um, I mean sometimes if uh, yeah, one situation, second situation doesn't go how you want to then maybe you try to play maybe more safe or something like that but um, yeah we try to run and run again and to create these chances of course uh, it can happen that sometimes it's not that successful like my first goal and yeah we had some other situations also but um, the most of the most important thing is that we try and try and try of course you can make mistakes but um, we won this was the most important thing and this is what we wanted but um, of course now after this break we want to work on the details we want to be more uh, yeah, effective uh, with the chances we get and uh, yeah, to then maybe score uh, more goals. Okay, thank you to Brian 01419511025. He thinks there's too much negativity among you Rangers fans, thinks you need to be more positive. It's only two points. Uh, what do you think? Do you agree or disagree with that sentiment? Why not pick up that phone and let us know? 01419511025. And Celtic fans, uh, I keep repeating it because it's, it's worth pointing out, we didn't get the full. Uh, inquest into the game yesterday We were only on for an hour uh, So what do you think about Sunday? How disappointing was it? How much do you blame the changes? Was it just a, a blip, a bad day and you move on? Or something more underlying you decide? 0141-951-1025 And this is the perfect time to call If you pick up the phone now during the travel We'll try and get you on next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DLR here at 01419511025 or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB back to your normal two hour format tonight we only had one hour uh, on Monday with Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday so still a bit to get through I think from the weekend and then of course you Scotland fans I know you're out there what are you thinking about tomorrow uh, the last visit of Ukraine was not ideal shall we say well beaten on the night uh, how much of an improvement is needed and what team should play because there are a few issues that Stevie Clark's going to have to iron out so 0141 951 1025 uh, let's we're going to reflect on events in Paisley very soon let's speak to Joe who's a Rangers fan in Canvas Lang first hi Joe hi how you doing guys how are you you alright yeah alright I'm just sitting outside Ibrox going to see Rangers women tonight playing Benfica so Nice change Absolutely Hopefully the women put in a better performance on Saturday than the men did <laughs> They still won of course Your previous uh, Your fellow Rangers fan who was on a minute ago Was calling for more positivity Are you not in the mood? No I think I mean I'm a regular caller guys And I just I mean I go to I go to all the games I think I mean Kolach The criticism with Kolach I think As as I've heard Gordon saying several times He's done his job He's scored two goals I mean what more can the guy do? But I just think there's something more going on at Ibrox. I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't have any insider info or anything like that. But I just think there's more going on at Ibrox. I mean, the signings, I still don't understand why we bought um, 
Ben Davies when the plan obviously was to integrate Leon King, which don't get me wrong, I think it's a great idea. We should be integrating guys for the youth team, but if that's the case, then why spend four and a half million on uh, uh, Davies? We could also have kept Katic, because we already, already own Katic, so we could have kept Katic, and that was money saved there. The thing with McGregor as well, I mean, McGregor obviously signed a new deal in the summer. For me, thinking he's going to come in and still be playing regular in the first team, which he's more than capable of doing. He drops McGregor, plays McLaughlin. McLaughlin got off to a shaky start. He is a good keeper, but he's no Alan McGregor. And I just think there's something more going on. I mean, Matondo as well at the weekend, not even in the squad, supposedly maybe for disciplinary issues that I heard. I mean, I just wonder what's going on. I think we've wasted a bit of money in the summer. And as all Rangers fans know, for the last 10, 12 years, we've not only been fans, but we've also been accountants because of what's been going on at Ibrooks. We're not in a position to spend £4.5 on someone to sit on the bench. Same with Yilmaz, supposedly £6 million. The guy doesn't get a look in. I mean, he doesn't even get five or ten minutes run at the end of the game. OK, Barisic has done well, but, I mean, were they expecting Barisic to go? I mean, I don't know. Right Joe, the last caller said you're only two points behind and things should be a bit more positive. You are not having any of that, are you? I think, no, I am positive. I am positive because, I mean, if you think of the journey we've been on, I mean, me and my two sons used to come to Ibrook season ticket holders and watch us playing Berwick Rangers for a season. I mean, if you think about where we've came from, we got 55, we got to a European final last season. At this point, I am positive. I'm trying to be glass half full, but I just think there's something going on. I don't know... I mean, we're driving over to the games and, you, and and to me, in my mind, you should be able to pick six or seven players that you know are going to start, maybe three or four uh, that you're going to know now he's maybe going to swap out, but you don't know what he's going to do. You don't know what Van Bronckhurst is doing. I mean, I just I just find it baffling what he's doing. I mean, again, I go back to the Ben Davies thing. Supposedly four, four and a half million for a guy to sit on the bench. He said no run out at all. I mean, again, he's another one. Doesn't he get 10, 15 minutes at the end of a game? If we were always going to integrate Leon King, which again, I'm all for, why did we spend money on Davies and why did we not just keep Big Tadic? I think what I'm noticing here is we always bang on about it being a results-driven business. You know, results are the most important thing. Rangers won at the weekend. Celtic didn't. It's only two points. But fans care more than that. They, 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 they want to look deeper and to Joe and to others performances matter and personnel matters and recruitment matters and, and they, they're going to keep dig, they're going to keep digging that bit deeper and that, that's where maybe that's where the negativity is coming from that the previous caller didn't yeah. understand I think especially at the big clubs performances do matter because fans pay to be entertained they don't pay to go and watch their team you know one one nil boring every week and then you get a lot of signings coming in for X amount of pounds, like Joe's saying. Fans get excited about signings like that. They want to see a team refresh. They don't pay to go year on year to see the same bunch of players turn out time and time again. So, I, I, I can totally understand the Rangers fans' frustrations. If you've got £4 million or whatever it was paid, centre half on the bench, you want to see him. You want to see him perform. Same if you've got a, a winger worth £3 million, Matondo. You want to see him in the squad. You know, you want to see him come on and make a difference. You want to see that the investment that your club has put out is the right investment. And, you know, Joe's right. Van Bronckhurst has got a habit of changing his side around. It is unpredictable at times. I said on Saturday, when you've got young kids coming into the team, I think every fan likes to see that. They like to see their own players blooded in. But 
when it's not absolute superstar that this kid's been up and coming for years and you're excited to see him or you've not got a, a list of injuries the length of your arm then I think fans are right to think well why is he skipped ahead X, Y and Z to get in the team you know where is Kamara was he injured where is Davies how far is he away where is Matondo it brings up more questions than answers. I mean, Gordon, look, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was asked about Ben Davies and why he put Leon King on first, and he said, you know, he sort of brushed it off and said, because, you know, he's just coming back from injury, no fuss as far as Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is concerned. Now, I'm about to really get ahead of ourselves, mm. but surely we get a, a proper answer on the 1st of October when Hearts play Rangers, because by that time, that will be four weeks since Ben Davis was on the bench against Ajax. He was on the bench against Ajax. He was on the bench against Napoli and again uh, against Dundee United at the weekend. So it's not like he's just back on the bench for a week. By the time the Hearts game comes round, four weeks will have passed. So this notion of he's just back from injury, that, that won't be there anymore, presumably. Yeah, uh, what I can't understand, I can totally take that on board that you nurse someone through an injury, you don't want to rush him, an important player. But what is the point of putting him on the bench in those games? And there's opportunities there. Um, the Napoli game had gone. There was opportunities to say, right, okay, we'll get 15, 20, 25 minutes in his legs. Um, we'll get him, you know, his recovery going here. Uh, you're not asking a lot. The game had gone anyway. It wasn't going to change. He brings on Young King. Following week, you're looking at, the following game you're looking at Dundee United you're thinking right playing the bottom of the table we're going to have most of the ball here especially at the back I think there was an opportunity to get some game time in him as well um, that's the one I can't understand now the other ones I can because I know that Yilmaz for instance left back uh, he's not had a lot of game time but what I've seen of him I still think Barisic is the best um, number three in that berth um, I just stop it. I just, I just look at the Rangers signings. And I totally agree with Joe. I think, I think if you're a Rangers fan, you bring in these players. You've spent a lot mm. of money. They're no right to get in the first team. You know, demand a, a spot. But you've got to see them in action. See if the Rangers were playing. There's everybody fit. I think the only one just now that guarantee a game is Lawrence. Right. Uh, I think Joe's fed up He's gone I was going to bring him back in And okay. ask about the break And tell him Sorry, to enjoy Joe. his night At the, the game Set the kick-off eyes He's approaching Is that he's, the way he's, he's, like, like, he's like three or two man not enough. I'm off <laughs> Made his point <laughs> Didn't he? Just hung he's, up He's just turned his engine off He's still sent them off Did you hear the, the parking sensor Going crazy I was, I was worried that, I was, was worried his? he was getting a bit close Who else is, is it going to be Oh no I didn't hear that I'm sorry I was yeah. too, too Get a big set of headphones on there To help you stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be able to hear it I drowned Joe's voice out uh, crashed. Well anyway 01419511025 Of course the situation did change Because Celtic lost in Paisley It's two points What about John Who's a Celtic fan on the line How do you feel about that John? Uh, well, as I say, the, the forward line's got a wee bit of responsibility as well. See, last Wednesday night against a, a team that played in the Europa, Europa uh, Cup, or Europa, European Cup, with eight chances and we scored one goal. Eight clear-cut chances. That team had one chance and they ran away with a and scored. Now, when we won the game on Sunday, St. Martin had two chances, scored with a two of them. Uh, big Jack and Maggots missed a pinch when it was five, and five minutes to go. Could have bust in the right to keep it with a heater. No, I watched watch the game on Sunday. That, put, that team put me back at the Lennon, the Lennon team against Livingston, uh, up at Livingston. When Dykes ran amok, bullied the defence. That's the way it was. 
when I was watching that team, I was watching corner kicks and hanging uh, uh, with hands over my eyes. Now, as I say, Welsh isn't the answer, neither is Alshin. As I say, we're only two points ahead of Rangers. Last week, Rangers was in a crisis. They beat Hearts next, next Saturday before they play Celtic. The Celtic play horrible. They go to the league. That shouldn't have happened. What do, you think, what do you think of that, Mark? Did uh, a young gun mean give Welsh and Jens the, the staff, uh, the the Julian and Lyndon Dykes treatment? Did a wee bit. They, they were certainly more, uh, certainly more physical and it was a, a tough afternoon for the centre-half pairing. Um, it just goes to show you the, the value of Carter Vickers. I've not seen many people doing that when he's on the side, but it did look like something St Mirren had worked on and it was effective. Um John, John's got a, a point in the respect about the front line and the Champions League, you know, missing chances. It's quite often the defence at Celtic that gets lambasted for underperforming. Mm-hmm. Front line always gets away with it because the 9-0 and that, but at the top level. But on Sunday, there wasn't many opportunities that fell their way. It was just a poor, poor performance, I think. Poor team performance. Yeah, I was going to say, Gordon... Imagine a couple of weeks ago you would suggest that Celtic would create better clear-cut chances against Real Madrid than they did against St Mirren. <laughs> and I wonder if that is the case. Look, John does, to be fair to him, give an example. He says there was a header from, from Jackie Marcus. Fine. But Real Madrid, Shakhtar, there were, there were numerous clear chances. It didn't feel like Celtic had that many. If Jackie Marcus is one, fine. But it didn't, it didn't feel like they, they passed up too many chances at the weekend. It seemed like... Was creating them not more of an issue? Yeah, I, I thought their all-round game was very poor, Gordon. And I, I put that down to, and sometimes we don't do enough give credit to the opposition. I thought Absolutely. St, I thought St Mirren were excellent tactically, worked on it. I think they did target guys like Welsh and Ralston down that that side. Uh, but even their their big players for me never stepped up to the mark. He had Richie's on that bench. He brought players on. Uh, to try and change a game That didn't happen either I just thought that on the day And teams have it Because we've all praised Celtic And the way they've went about their business Their league campaign has been incredible Performances, scoring goals uh, Even after the Champions League defeat to Real Madrid Come in for a lot of praise Style of football, rightly so But I think basically Sunday They turned up at Paisley and St Mirren just had one of those days And as I say, I think all credit goes to St Mirren I mean, John, do you blame the changes? Because a lot of people are But then at the same time, it's what, three weeks ago Everyone's waxing lyrical because Celtic made changes at Ross County And it didn't stop them And it just shows that they can do that without impacting the team That was the the narrative then And fast forward a couple of weeks People are blaming changes for for the defeat How do you feel? Well, I think there was too many changes, even the midfield. There was three midfielders uh, in Sunday. But I always remember staying, saying that uh, Josh Dean said, you get three points for being uh, the Rangers you did every other team. What's the point of, what's the point of Scudden Rangers going five points in front of them and then we get the drop points at uh, that, that park at uh, Paisley? It's not nice good. There was, were garbage on Sunday. Everyone was garbage. Even the keeper. The keeper should get his horn to go. I thought, I thought the keeper was bad at the first goal. Well, um, you know what a couple of days can make Puts a spotlight on how good uh, Brendan Rodgers' invincible team was Because I think it was last month I said Was it you that was saying that Celtic would go? No Oh, I'm, so, I'm absolutely delighted I've been no. thinking about that all weekend yes. go You all said Celtic and Rangers yeah, would home. only beat each other Oh, he's adding the at, at home. home I said No, that. you yeah, didn't You said they would and, only beat each other And we said that it's so difficult to do that You need... Not only quality players, but you need a lot to go your way, and you need you can't have an off day 
Celtic, as good as this team is, and I, I believe this team's better than the Brendan Rodgers era, I believe they play better football, they had an off day, and that's all you need, and you were punished. And look, the changes, people... I've read online people too many changes. Ange Postecoglou, you know, has to realise that he can't make that many changes. The guys you're bringing in are more than able to beat that St Mirren side. Is it just about the disruption, though? Is it is it the number rather than the individual talent? Because obviously, Stephen Robinson in a heartbeat would take those players that got brought in. We, you know, we know that. But is it just some? Is it something about the number doing it all at one time? Well, and how it, does it square with the, the Ross County thing when everyone? Said that it showed how strong Celtic were. Are we taking that back now or what? Well, well when you seen the team come now, right? When you seen before the kick off, you seen Celtic's team in the changes. Would you still win against your prediction? I certainly wouldn't. I, I thought there were more than enough talent there to to win the game, and that's not being disrespectful to St. Mirren. Um, but you've got to earn the right to win a game. And I, I don't think Celtic earned that right. I thought St. Mirren were at it from the first whistle. I think tactically they knew that. They could get in about the, the defence and they certainly played to that and it worked brilliantly for them. Curtis Main, an experienced striker, knows what he's all about, went up there, ruffled, ruffled a few feathers and guys at the back couldn't. And I, I do agree with Mark, I don't think it would have happened if Carter Vickers was there because he's that sort of player that relishes that challenge. But you look at even the substitutions coming on. Talented, talented players, top players are coming on off the bench, left, right and centre. Still couldn't change a game. Um as I said, it was a bad day for Celtic, um, but I thought brilliant for St Mum. Uh, thank you, John. 01419511025. Good time to call. Get in touch. You could be up next. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson are in the building. It's 01419511025 on the phones. It's at Clyde SSB. On Twitter, Pozog, for instance, is on, says, I think going to St Mirren was an anti-climax for the players after Rangers, Real and Shakhtar, but the players need to be up for every uh, 90 minutes. So that's on Twitter as well as the phones. See, quite frankly, I'm, I'm sick of social media. I'm going to bin off social media. Did you Did you notice that someone's hacked my Instagram? Oh, <laughs> I, I, that. Did. I didn't notice that? that. Hacked him? Hacked it all, that's when you know you're all famous. weekend. All weekend I've been getting messages From people I've not spoken to In years And I thought What's going on here Some absolute weirdo oh, I thought you were going to say something else I was tempted <laughs> <laughs> has, hacked, has, uh, has hacked my Instagram And then there's a few embarrassing bits to this Because they somehow have got more followers Than I've actually got <laughs> Right That's So the hacked account <laughs> Popular. And you, can, you can't really tell That's the beauty of it right? It looks just pretty much They've got all my pictures all my information, the username, they've got like an extra underscore. So it just looks pretty much the same to the naked eye and some weirdo. Weirdo. <laughs> spending their time. <laughs> my, my good lady said, Gordon Duncan's added me, even though I'm his, his friend. Now, oh, that's weird. She follows you back. I'm sick of it, honestly. Again, even though she follows you already. And then uh, I said, that's got to be it is, whoever, whoever it is is going around offering my friends uh, cryptocurrency. I could not know less about that stuff if I tried. How do you unhack? I don't know. You just I think you're relying on your friends, your colleagues like you two to go and report the page. Oh no, tell no, no, I'm, no, 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 no. We're gonna big us hacker up. No, this isn't it's an absolute page. Sh- what, 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 what happens if anybody wants crypto? 
What happens if the hackers listen and goes after us now? Yeah, don't go after you. You're not hey, big enough. Hacker, you. I'm telling you, I'll get you. you I'll what, find you. He'd have some. He'd have some fun in your DMs. <laughs> that's for sure. And, and if you're going to put photos out, make sure they're good ones. Honestly, that is annoying. I've have have you got that sorted? I've heard of the dark web before, but your your DMs would be a different. A different kettle of fish ah, That's a shame no, I've not, no, got not got it sorted Even this afternoon People are contacting me saying Is this you trying to Get me involved in cryptocurrency Of course it's not No You know No I ain't about crypto then That's, that's no, burst my bubble I thought Absolutely I'm not I'm going to get some tips off you Oh, I, I like that. I like that. What, I you like, like hackers? I'm the victim of crime here, I like, I like and I'm not sh- detecting much sympathy no, from you two no, clowns. I, I, I like, I like when somebody else suffers. <laughs> Imagine the stress levels. You know what he's like? He'd be so stressed on Sunday. I was wondering why you're sitting down there with your hair on. No, I, no. I, I can imagine the rage coming out of you on uh, Sunday. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> He'll find them. He'll track them. I'm telling you. I've never seen a detective last really guy busy on Sunday right so I was oh. doing various things all the while the phone's just going cryptocurrency this cryptocurrency <laughs> that and you're right and I thought right, maybe I've, maybe we've defeated them yeah. because enough people I think I thought anyway had reported the page today it's, it's reared it's ugly head again it's it, it is back oh they're back right if you're listening phone in phone in just for a laugh Get just a so we listening. can hear uh, please, your voice. please be you please be the person I would love him to be sitting the now listening to us. How good would Thanks that a be? a listener. Oh, I love it. He must be a listener. Uh, yeah. Why would he hack you? I've got to be somebody in the I've done basement. That's even better. Uh, some straight up dad's a street man and he's. See what you said about my team? I've just done <laughs> <laughs> What a stress. I'll just nail him. I'll get all these pals into cryptocurrency. That'll teach yeah. him. <laughs> That's the bit. I don't even get it. Where does it go from here? I, need, I, I want to know, no. I don't what, know. What are they stealing next? Oh, anyway, I hope they don't steal my identity. I'd be really concerned about that. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's do it the safe, old-fashioned <laughs> way. Speak to producer Callum. Speak to us. Mm. Keep it polite. It's the only rule. Uh, James is a Celtic fan. How do you feel looking back in the weekend, James? Good evening, guys. Good evening, Mark. Hello. Good evening, Gordon. Right. Yeah. I would say Sunday was one of the worst I've ever seen under Ange, and he's got to take a bit of responsibility. I have never seen a team play so many passes to the side, to the back, as what I watched on Sunday. Absolute mince. It's like they'd never met each other before. It's like when Ange first took over, it's like if they didn't know them. The players didn't know each other. That The St. Mellon were excellent, deserved their three points, all praise to St. Mellon. Their goalkeeper never had a save to make. When have, I, when have you ever seen that? I just don't think... It's like the players were drunk on the night before. Steady, <laughs> steady, James. Let's not hold on, hold on. Who's phone it? We've got uh, Stephen Welsh's lawyer on the phone. <laughs> uh, wanting to take issue. Uh, I'm sure they weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, like James is talking about, didn't look familiar and, and all that. Mm. Mark, what is that? Just the changes then? Look. It is unexplainable because because of the form Celtic have been in since the start of the season. You know, we've seen some remarkable performances, individual, team. Even when and get beat against Real Madrid, the praise was up there. And Ange Postacoglu, his stock couldn't be any higher. Like it quite often happens when you get, you know, you build up something so good, there is a bit of a fall. I think what the important thing is that people don't just... 
you know, go over the top with it. It was a dreadful performance. Celtic got exactly what they deserved at it. But I don't think it's anything to to shape their future going forward. I think they just regroup and they'll, they'll start back up again exactly where they were last week. James, here's a question I'd, I've barely asked on this show because he hasn't required it. You're blaming Ange Postacoglu. Has Ange Postacoglu got this wrong? We don't hear much criticism from him uh, for him because he's got most things right, but you holding this against him, the changes? Yeah, I would say so. Now, the guy has been fantastic for us, but you get praise when things go right, and you've got to take a bit of stick when it goes wrong. And I'll tell you how. At half-time, he took half two players who weren't performing. He brought on Jota and Hatate. Then he brought on another two players who he dropped. So that tells me, he's thinking, now, when the two players come on after half-time, we were only a goal dude. What happened to Mirna at the park scored a second? We never showed up at all. I've never seen a team play so badly. I've never seen Celtic play side-to-side side and back-to-back. Back. And there's one player, guys, I've been on before about him, is David Turnbull. I'm sorry I've got to criticise him again. Doesn't show up in the old firm games Doesn't show up in Europe Scored in the last one remember You're not allowed to criticise products mm. of the Motherwell Academy When me and Gordon are on yeah. <laughs> Okay And Gordon and Mark are saying He's a star in the future He's a fallen star That guy was so bad I wouldn't let him play for us again That's just my honest opinion guy mm. I just, I just James, said James also <laughs> said he's never seen Celtic play so bad He, he must have missed the Mark Wilson years <laughs> Well the one Especially the one at St Mirren where <laughs> <laughs> Under the tone of Mowbray James you must have been switched off that night I just said two things ago I think it's important not to go over the top With this kind of criticism one game He's But no James no, he play, again. <laughs> he play again I think that's what you call Going over the top uh, Like the changes that Postacoglu made It's alright sitting there saying they were wrong at the time I'm sure he would have thought of the Ross County game And thought I've got players here That are chomping at the bit to get in Every day in training But my starting 11 are that good I can't arrest them This is mm. a game I can trust them in They underperformed Even McGregor Even the, the regulars That were in yeah. the team Underperformed Right but to, With that Because I'm I'm only joking obviously We're You know here James wants to make that point About whoever mm. he wants Of course that's Absolutely fine Gordon <laughs> It's Moy and Turnbull Brought into the midfield Which yeah. means Callum McGregor Plays a slightly different role So Mark says Even Callum McGregor Was off it But is that As a result of those changes, I mean, Aaron Moy clearly switches off is at the for the first goal. Yeah, um, and a lot of criticism about Celtic not playing at the same tempo. Does the does the midfield start that? You know, do they? I, I, I think Aaron Moy is a different player. I think he he's not the Hatatis, O'Reillys, the McGregor's when they're in full flow. He's more of a he drops off. He slows the pace down a little bit. He's a lovely footballer. I still think he's trying to go up to speed. I.e. that's why he was thrown in in, in, in Sunday to get some time. Um, I think James. Everybody's got their opinion of players. I'm a Turnbull fan. I think he brings a lot to it. Was it his best game? No, it wasn't. Of course it wasn't. But Turnbull's been very good for Celtic in, in, in recent games as well. He's played a big, big part on their success. I think he's just a talented player. Look, you could go through that full team. You could go through even the substitutes that were brought on that didn't make the impact that Poster Coglu looked for. I, I look at that Celtic team at the beginning. I think if that Celtic team had to play St Mirren tomorrow night, they're well capable of, you know, winning the game comfortably. They're that much talent. It didn't happen for them on the day. 
The changes didn't happen for him on the day. What happened was, like every other club that played teams like Celtic and Rangers, you need a bit of luck, you need to be right on it, you need everything to go your way. St Mirren tactically got everything right, it worked for them, brilliant for them, and I thought they deserved their victory. But you can't just brush everything now with Celtic and say, well, you know, he picked the wrong team. Too many changes. Nonsense. It's a squad, he's got a talented squad, they just didn't produce. Is that why they lost the game though? Was it not... Was it not because of the too many changes? I don't think so, no. I think I think with a squad and the talent that Celtic have got at their disposal, they can make the changes. Would um, they have won if Jota had started and Carter Vickers had started well, and Hattati and O'Reilly had started? Well, I, I, I don't know, because what you're saying is every time they start, they win, game, they, they win every game. It's not going to be like that. Mm. They're going to be off days. Jota, come on. Uh, you know, have to, it didn't produce anything. So, as I say, I just think credit to St Man, it was their day. Okay, thank you, James. Nice to speak to you. Hopefully, we'll do it again soon. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Oh, what about this? Somebody's phoned in to tell us about hacking, but wants to say that they're not the hacker. That's oh, something the hacker would say, oh, isn't it? <laughs> That's exactly what Sounds a hacker would say. through. Gam through. Anyway, oh, it's uh, Beat the Pundit time. I think it's about a fortnight since we last had a listener winning on Beat the Pundit. I'll let you in on a secret. Tuesday night gives you a very good chance. So if you want to beat the pundit tonight, 01419511025 and the lines close at seven o'clock. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon Dell are here at so one four one nine five one one zero two five. We've been looking back on the weekend's action because we were only on for an hour last night, so we had unfinished business. Of course, more of that to come if you so wish. And if you want to look at Scotland, Ukraine, we'd be delighted to have you because Steve Clark's got some big decisions to make. There's no Andy Robertson. Does Greg Taylor inform Greg Taylor take his place, uh, or is it Aaron Hickey, or is it someone else? Uh, Grant Hanley, uh, he's usually first choice. He's Pulled out of the squad What does the centre of that defence look uh, look like In midfield Billy Gilmore was the main man For so long But he's now not playing a lot of football either Does he play Who leads the line All the usual questions And uh, what are you expecting From Scotland Ukraine tomorrow 01419511025 After this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Right, beat the pundit back for a brand new week And hopefully we can get the listeners up and running For the first time in a while Tam is in Blantyre How's it going Tam? Hi, fine yourself? Yeah, not bad Have you ever played before? No, I've played before First time on it Right, good I'm looking forward to it What would be better than a debut win Against one of these two heads It's Mark, Tails, it's Gordon And it's heads It's Mark against Tam from Blantyre You feeling alright? Nervous? No, no, no You sure? Tam sounds nervous though Tam does sound a bit edgy no, Is I Tam, think Tam sounds alright I wonder if Tam's a hacker Are you the hacker Tam? No no right. <laughs> uh, Tam sounds more sophisticated than that I mean you might have taken your eye Off the ball this weekend You were away doing the kilt walk Was yeah, uh, Congratulations A few days to The recover. full Saturday Yeah, yeah we full did Sunday see doing it Well done to you mm. Ten Thank mile. you Thanks thanks. Nine how, mile, how long is it? Mile, seven mile How seven long mile. is it? I was 21.3 or something So right? feet Oh now this won't mean much to you, right? You're Very of an, you, you're, voice. you're of an older generation, right? So you, yeah. this might not mean much to you, but to the kids out there, 
Of which I'm desperately clinging on He did 21 miles in a pair of Nike Air Force Ones Right now anyone who's got a pair of them Mm. They're Mm. not for walking They're not comfortable That's just simply not what they're built for Was there no uh, Michael Jordan played basketball What are you talking about? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) At one mile in did you not start to think "Mm, My feet are a wee bit sore A a couple miles in I thought These might have been a bad choice and, and it turns out, turns out they were a bad choice because <laughs> <laughs> I've got huge blisters all over them. So for all you kids out there getting, are they trainers? I take it. Getting yeah, their money. They're, they're not built for comfort. What built for? Quite fashionable. Sort of, kind of mm. clumpy sole, quite heavy. He did. See, be fair, right? It was always going to be that way. It was a fashion parade. It was nothing. Well, how many with. pictures did he take? Unbelievable. Out of Jeez, Ma- I, 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 I was actually on Instagram. Thousands of followers. Did you feel today? like you I've were on the walk? Did you feel like you were in the walk with him? Unbelievable. Yeah. That's, what, that's, right. that's what I was wanting. You and, guys to know. And do you know what he done right? And everybody will witness this that's ever looked at it. He went. He finished it, and then he went ten steps back towards. The, the, the finishing line Just right? so he could get the picture And said to Right take a photo of me And walk in And he's <laughs> looking at his watch And all that Right Pathetic wasn't it Yeah All for a good cause though yeah. Charity Yeah and we all, all We all chipped in I, I gave him a You a certainly did You yeah. Yeah. were very generous Everyone in, in this room Very generous I sent him one of my <laughs> <laughs> Six in the morning I had to get the bus through there Right so I'm on the old Public bus through And I'm, the phone goes And it's him Did you get my donation Hold on a minute what, what, what was the distinction Between public bus there uh, In case anybody thought I was in a luxury Private ah, bus yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and Private coach <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Public thanks, thanks for clearing up That uh, you're willing that. to sit With members of the public <laughs> How noble of you <laughs> It was the only way through If the trains were on I would have got that Anyway He phones you get my donation No 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 Go and have a look I've, I've left you some wise words Wise words What was that again Many start fast But some nonsense Don't it, wear Nike few, And then Few finish strong Many start Rounded off weight I hope you get cramp <laughs> <laughs> Anyway Sorry Tam That was my long way Of saying that He might be distracted So I think you've got A chance tonight You fancy it? I got a Good uh, Right let's go We'll put 30 seconds On Mark's clock um, Just answer No we won't We get rid of Mark first Don't we I'm getting oh. distracted here uh, Right Tam 30 seconds Answer as many as you can Pass if you don't know It's that simple Okay, okay. Let's go Ramon Vega was on loan at Celtic from which English top flight club? Watford Who currently wears the number 9 for Rangers? Collage Who's the only player sent off in the Scottish Premiership at the weekend? Uh, Scales Which Scottish top flight club has a mascot called the Steelman? Motherwell How many separate spells did Willow Flood have at Dundee United? Two After Celtic and Rangers, which team most recently won the Scottish top flight? Okay, let's bring back Mark. Can you hear us? Yes, yeah. same that quick. Yeah, Fire same through. set of questions. Yeah. Ready? Mm-hmm. What are you saying over there? I've got yeah. your mic off. Shouting, and I can it's hear easy. You whittering away. Easy, quite easy. Right, okay, I'll turn your mic back off. Right, see you later. Time's <laughs> wake up at six. Ready, Mark? <laughs> okay, let's go. Ramon Vega was on loan at Celtic from which English top flight club? Spurs. Who currently wears the number nine for Rangers? Choak. Name the only player sent off in the Scottish Premiership at the weekend. Pass Which oh, Scottish top flight club Has a mascot called the Steelman? Monorail How many separate spells Did Willow Flood have at Dundee United? Two After Celtic and Rangers Which <laughs> team most recently Won the Scottish top flight? Uh, Aberdeen Which Rangers player Was called up to the Scotland Men's national team yesterday? Uh, McCrory Okay okay <laughs> What are you saying? Tam what's the verdict? Oh, 
Frankie done me Oh it's never a good Damn. place to be Big Did blister foot I love Ta- when the caller says that uh, That means you have beat him Ramon Vega Come was on. on loan at Celtic from Brian was it? <laughs> You're even worse It was Spurs Yes! Mark Wilson <laughs> got it oh, I, you know, In your face does Hold on though right Not that it makes much difference But I he did play for Watford I thought it was a good effort from Tam As far as oh, wrong answers go But he's still wrong Aye Sorry Tam I'm trying my best <laughs> I'm right. he's wrong. Wrong. Tam is wrong What? He wasn't in your time was he? Oh, what? The, the guy is, is he not the head of some He's a chief exec in that now That yeah. tells you the level of ages You weren't no. a charity He's 51 You could have played with guys that are 51 Could you not? If they were at the, the end of their career And you were at the yeah, start maybe. Having go. said that that That's not his worst shout what was the, Who was it at the weekend And it was during an ad break or something It didn't go on air He asked you if you played with someone at Celtic And it was so far off your era I nearly fell off my stool Was it Andy Walker? It was Andy Walker Andy was Walker. on the telly And said <laughs> do you play with him? Mark's like the same age as me nearly uh, No the worst I signed Andy as well You Honestly, don't like no idea how far apart him and Andy Walker are. Well, well, you you could have have played with, um, anyway, right? (laughs) You both knew, you both knew that Cholak was number nine, so it was 2 1. Um, Tam equalized because Liam Scales was sent off. (sighs) I believe it. Equalizer, I've done Tam. Now, either producer Callum, you've imparted wisdom on me that I didn't think was possible. Or I'm going to be put that. Is it the steel man or is it just steel man? That's important. Mm-hmm. Nah, I thought that, but you got they both got the gist of it. It's Motherwell. Yeah. Uh, so Ma, it's still level at this point. Yeah, yeah. Good Are game. We? Good game. Yeah, I think so. Sure? Yeah, three oh, on. Uh, How many separate spells did Willow Flood have at Dundee United? It was four. Did he? You yeah. both said two. It was four. Four. Yeah. What, what party two loans, two permanent. What party four are you not getting there? Um, the other two Was the last spell it. The one that he gets sent off In the playoffs And then went right up And like pushed the camera Out his oh, face Oh he's an angry man Is Willow he? Oh, oh, oh He's furious How did that work Because his name's Willow And your nickname's Willow Aye, I hate, hate, hated it he, he didn't understand When he came With Celtic That was So you would just hear like, only Multiple Willow. shouts of Willow, Willow On the pitch Willow. Yeah That's yeah. problematic isn't it uh, was. I've never heard of that before Two Willows No two same nicknames no, that's his name. <laughs> that's his actual name. That's his name as well. All right, okay. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> After Celtic and Rangers, which team most recently won the Scottish top flight? Tam went Hearts. Mark went Aberdeen. Ah, uh, was it Aberdeen? It's Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Oh, no, he's yes. won it right at the end. Tam. <laughs> oh, yes, the last one. He even had time Woo. to get McCrory. You're right. Oh, Bobby McCrory's been called up to the Scotland team as a five for Mark and a three. Tam and Blantyre hardlines. Tam. Ah, well, well done, Mark. Thanks, Tam. Uh, it was a good effort well, from you. Done, Tam. Gordon, I was wanting to play anyway. Ah, ah, he's Tam. a dump one. <laughs> you still get beat, mate. Is it high blanter or low blanter you're in? Oh, high blanter, mate. That's good, mate. Well done. You still get beat. Doesn't matter what blanter you're in. Right, thank off, you, Tam. Off you go. One four one nine five one one two five. Off you go, Tam. Did that? Did that <laughs> joke <laughs> sound <laughs> better in your head? That wasn't a joke. Because I, I know, know that's what I mean But what was it? What, I mean, what were you at? What was the point there at the I end? I just want to know I, d- I want to know where it was High Blanter, Low Blanter Wasn't your best put down? No nah. I, Well I didn't play Tam So Wasn't I'm not really great. interested in Tam To be honest with you Seems like him and Tam Have got more beef than me and Tam here I think what, he's what? angry tonight What's he angry? Well, I, I don't know He's in one of these moods You noticed that? Mm. Actually because the question there That reminded me of it Which Scottish top flight club Has got a mascot called Steel Man It was only <laughs> Was it this time last week Or was it Thursday? 
we were trying to get him a gig. Yeah, as a Wellington a, man, as a mascot in Glasgow, yeah, Wellington Glasgow man. Wellington. Yeah, uh, got in touch an amateur team, and they said that you could be the Duke of Wellington statue. They would mm. put the cone on your nose rather than your head, and you were going to be the the mascot. And we, mm. we had a bit of fun with it. Well, tonight the representatives from Glasgow Wellington rocked up at the studio. Mm. They gave us the shirts to, to try Brilliant. on and keep. They gave us memorabilia mm-hmm. and um, looking the part until you refused to put the horse costume on. I couldn't have put that on. I you were giving it big licks last week on here, on air. I'll play it back. Yep. You, were wanted... saying, you were saying, I know how to gallop. I can do it properly. The guy, poor guy, brings yeah, the horse costume in and you wouldn't put it Did on. Did you see it? It would have taken me half an hour to put that on. Did you see it? And I'll I tell you another thing. There's no horse in the world that colour. Right, that was a horrendous colour But I am officially now You did, to be fair, you put the traffic cone on your head We all posed for the picture with the strips on And you I'm can the see it over there now. on Twitter, Glasgow I'm, Wellington Is that I'm, you in? I'm Wellington's mascot Because they gave you a free gilet body was, warmer quite nice, right, yeah Keep them coming The fact you're still wearing it's a bit weird <laughs> I'll, I'll be wearing that tomorrow at the golf Loves free stuff, doesn't he? <laughs> Loves it mm. He was well happy He was rifling <laughs> yeah, through actually, that bag Spe- Speaking of which What else is there? Something else has arrived for you as well Has he got another freebie? Producer Callum I forgot about this There is a box By the way You I know he's a joke. Somehow live your life joke. By getting freebies There is a everywhere. cardboard box Small Either on my <laughs> desk This is live radio Producer Callum Either yeah. on my Hurry desk up. Or Hurry the up. desk next <laughs> Put a lights out I'll turn my back Alison we'll get back to that We'll do it later on Let's bring in Derek Who's a Rangers fan uh, From Govan How's it going Derek You alright? Not bad How are you guys? Yeah not bad Not bad How do we look back On the weekend then If that's what you're you're on for three points in the bag. That's what matters. Yeah, as as simple as that for you, Derek. Because we've had a bit of both tonight. The first caller said similar, and then a couple of others are saying, "Right, that's fine," but the performances aren't there, and, and we're worried and recruitment, blah blah blah. Is it none of that stuff doing it for you. You take another, you take another thirty. Two two one wins and you you won the title, won't you? Yeah. Do you think that's sustainable? Though? I think that's probably where they come from. If Rangers play like that every week, will they win the title? Possibly, who knows? I think once we've got uh, this, the squad settled and a couple of guys back for injury, aye, I, I, I think I think uh, the football will get better. That's the thing, Mark. You can offer a statement that's entirely correct. Derek says if you scrape a two-one win every game, you'll win the league, and they will. Yeah, um, like I said, some fans just maybe feel that you are unlikely to do that. Yeah, I think so. I think you're more unlikely to do it. You know, if you're Celtic, on the other hand, that you're playing sparkling football and then you have a blip like Sunday. I think the fans are more inclined to think you'll get back on the horse. Mm. Pardon the pun, with Daz left of me, much quicker. Rangers sticky patch. It was important that they won, but I thought it was I thought it was important as well that they had the performance just to settle the Rangers fans' minds after a sticky period. And I don't think they quite did that. Like Derek's right, you go through the season, you win the league, but you always leave yourself open to that sucker punch at the end. If, if games are so tight And you're playing football That's edgy I thought at the end What should have been A routine one on Saturday Was edgy at the end For Rangers yeah. In the closing minutes It's the kind of thing You hear Gordon That Good teams get wins When they're not at their mm. best And champions Scrape points When they're not Performing well And you know that That's how you win titles I get The, the mood we got From the Rangers fans On Saturday was Yeah but we've not Put any Top draw performances in yet So that stuff's fine If you put in a lot of good performances And then sometimes you're off it 
they felt that it was happening too often whereas Derek's a bit more positive about yeah, the full I, thing. I can understand where Derek's come from right and he's right if you keep winning then fine but if you play the way Rangers are going about their business just now you ain't going to win 2-1 every single game they ain't going to happen um, I think that Rangers fans recognise the importance of the three points of course they are because they say first and foremost get three points but when you're playing the bottom of the league at home um, you're looking for a big performance you get that early goal everything was going well for Rangers and then at 5 o'clock this phone in on Saturday night it was criticism after criticism it's not us it's the Rangers supporters who's turning up at the games that are not happy they were leaving in their droves in 75 minutes so that tells you that the Rangers supporters ain't happy and you can go back to well we won out three points a guy scored two goals and I'm thinking, well, he's done his job. He's one that can, you know, hold his head up high. He's a centre forward, he's there to score goals. Come in for unbelievable criticism. You will not continue in that vein week in, week out if you're not performing at a decent level. You look at Celtic on Sunday, they've been flying. They go, they're well below par. St Mirren were bang on it. St Mirren punished them. That will not happen to Rangers throughout the season, just getting over the line 2 1 2 1 or 1 0 scraping. They'll have to step up. I think if you'll speak to most of the Rangers fans, they're concerned about their performances, they're concerned about the, the time game, the, the, the new signings, um, they're concerned about players off form. You look at guys like, for instance, Ryan Kent, who everybody knows, terrific talent. Hardly kicked a ball this season. Kamara has been on the bench. I think he's one of the best players in, in Scotland. Hardly performed at all. Um, you know, even you look at Tavernier, for instance, who's been absolutely brilliant. He's coming in for a little bit of criticism. They've changed their goalkeeper. I think they've made the right decision there. I know it was forced because of the injury, but McGregor, to me, is the number one keeper. But I think some of the new signings, need to start stepping mm. up they need a freshness Rangers they need a sharpness they need to go a bit more for me now this break might just be the thing for Van Bronckhorst to obviously there's a lot of them away international squad I take that on board but just to get everything away from Rangers bring it back freshness start again because they've got a gift, difficult game at Tynecastle but they need to up their yeah. performances Is there anything that does worry you a bit at the moment Derek or are you just full of positivity? You want to be full of positivity too Many people's eyebrows are full of negativity That's a problem we just came back to that A game against Napoli with 10 men Champions League I think they forgot we were playing on Wednesday A lot of the guys You know what I mean? Fuck I mean listen I would never, I've never burst anyone's bubble If they want to be positive So be it It needs to I think the, the guys who are disagreeing with Derek Are just kind of basing it on what they're seeing Rather than that cause As a fan you can do the Blind positivity yeah. thing We've all been there I was going to say that The, the fans who I mean, are, as far as are I'm concerned Motherwell won 4-3 on Sunday Because <laughs> exactly. they dominated they great. the game against Hearts The fans yeah. that are complaining Are being realistic Now Derek's obviously been optimistic He's a big Rangers fan And he's given his undying support Of course You need fans like that as well But I, I think you need fans that Call it When it's, it's not right on the pitch I think that's The one thing That drives a team To get better If players and managers Are hearing fans say no, everything's great And we're, we're scraping by 1-0 Or 2-1 against Dundee United Believe me The standards start creeping in That that's acceptable The Rangers players are well aware That they've not been playing well recently They got a result on Saturday But like Daz says 
they need to play a lot better against Hearts Man, against they Liverpool just, they just come off of three games they lost for 11 goals scored none performances Ajax Celtic shocking right they're, they're, they come in for so much criticism Napoli people say well the sending off changes a bit Okay, you can argue that point. I still think they play top quality side, but they lose an R three. They play at the bottom of the league at Ibrox. They're looking for a big performance. Let's not be kidding here. Of course, they were looking for a big performance. Yes, three points important, but the criticism that came from the Rangers supporters on this program to uh, most of the players tells me that Rangers fans are demanding a big performance not them all Derek's happy thank you Derek that was Derek and Governor 1419511025 we'll get you a full time teaser up and running mm. their producer Callum brought your latest freebie through to the studio as well we'll get you to open that and uh, Scotland fans how are you feeling about tomorrow what should Stevie Clark do with that team pick up the phone and let us know taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson, he's here, Gordon DL still here and you can join them 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB if you're going to Instagram message me please don't talk about cryptocurrency <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How much crypto can you get me for 100 quid? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know what that what, what crypto are you recommending? Which bitcoin? Uh, which coin? Which oh, coin I'm, I'm, I'm are you? It. These <laughs> days, various <laughs> The confusion has I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, please. You know who you love a freebie? Yeah, I did say if you've already got your Glasgow Wellington cone. Yeah. What was the theme of last week? How did he disgrace himself on the show last week? Yeah, it was going to be the cup that he brought for the golf course. Oh, was it? The, when he asked for a free cup. disposable uh, cup and kept washing it out and kept refilling yeah, I've it. I've not yeah, got yeah. a free membership, have I? <laughs> no. That's in your aim your sights a bit more than that. Uh, okay. But the good people <laughs> from said golf course in. Uh huh. My favourite one that I'm waiting for the invite back. Your favourite one? I'll play either course. With the, with the big lighthouse. Yeah. They've been in touch. They've oh. hand, hand delivered. And you've, oh, you've this is got, exciting. You've got an actual mug <laughs> for use that you can keep in the cupboard here. I see that. At oh, Clyde1HQ. You can wash it out, you can reuse it. That's a belt. heart's content. Oh, that's beautiful. There we go. For anybody that's listening down there, thank you very yeah. much. I really appreciate it. Do you know what? I, we're going to send, send one. We're going we're to need to stop this. There are a few quid. We're going to need to stop this because it is getting out of hand. This show does not exist for you to get freebies, right? Yeah. That, that's not what we're for. It's not What's what we're next? all about. <laughs> Gas and electricity. Because you know what? It's, it's, it's atrocious because. And it, like, Look at that. That is fantastic. I see that. Beautiful. But it shows you how the little conversations, the throwaway remarks clearly land because Malcolm McDonald also got in touch and he said he's he's sending you a coffee cup as well. Is You're it? gonna have one for each hand. Do you see the price of that? The price is on the bottom. Deliberately that. put on it, have they actually? Let me see. Unbelievable. I didn't check. That's, that's, that's you're you're worth that. That is incredible. That's very generous. Yeah. Yeah, Blair, uh, it's Blair and to thank you very much. I, really I don't know who delivered that. them, I wasn't here. Well, Blair, I think that obviously because we played with Blair that day and uh, I'm looking forward to come down and seeing you very soon. 
Disgrace. I'll bring that. I'll bring that. I'll bring that. He's looking for another freebie. And Malcolm's sending you one that you can t- you can take out and about with you. That's a, that's a permanent is, one. That's is that a carry one? I think so. I think Malcolm's sending. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking for that. Hold on a minute. Why is he getting all the free stuff? Malcolm. I'm going to move on, right? Let's get a. Let's get a. Malcolm will send me sausages. They make them as well. Let's get a full time teaser on the go. You two are going to struggle with this. Really struggle. You've just not got the minerals for this one. I'm sorry. Okay. It's just it's the truth. Um, it is the crazy pony who sent it in. Can you name, and I'm going to have to make this even easier for you because you would never be able to do it. One, two, three, four, five players yep. who've played in Scotland at some point in their career and have scored more than three goals in a single Champions League season. Okay. Five players played in Scotland at some point in their career and have more than three goals in a single Champions League season. It's good going. More than three goals for any team, right? Yeah, yeah, that's important. That one for any team, right? Is it? Oh, how's that important? How is that important? Because I would have thought Celtic or Rangers Champions League. Well, think what you like, but I'm just saying. But for any team, so right, okay. uh, It's Larson one. No mm. Am I down the right track there? Well no because it's wrong In what respect? Because I thought it was quite a good answer If I'm quite no, honest with you What Roy track Ke- do you Roy think Keane. you're on? In the 98-99 season He got three Yeah 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 Juventus so, right. more than three. Oh more, more than, than three. three Oh yeah. no oh, More than three yeah. Right but I'm along the right line there Yeah You're not You're closer yeah. Oh well I thought I was alright there So we're looking for five players With have played in Scotland at some point in their career and they've got more than three goals in a single Champions League season. Freddie Lundberg. No. What? He's got to have. Go mm. for it. Right, okay. Um. <laughs> oh, do you know what? Sorry, there's a wee disclaimer. My bad. It's the first decade of the Champions League. That's quite important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But still, you were there with the Roy Keane, so it's up to the turn of the, it's up to the 2001-2 season. My apologies. Oh, right. There, that's the first decade different. of the Champions League. Better score these. I didn't spot it. that wee disclaimer. De Boer. Nope. <laughs> what? Um, Catuso. Nope. Catuso. Catuso. These are, you're right. We were going to struggle. Um, the White Feather. Same here as you. Ravanelli. Yes, he got five goals Ravenelli, yeah. in the 95-96 season in the Champions League. So there That's we go. Right, now man. that you've got one, you see how it works. Yeah, yeah. Kanija Get... wasn't the one. We're not. Ooh, Kanija got three in the 94-95 season. No. Okay, see how that works. Yeah. Let's yeah. bring in David, who's a Rangers fan. Talk to us, David. How are you feeling after the weekend? Okay, glad we got the result. Um... I, the, the guy earlier was talking about negativity I think it probably comes from the performances uh, that we've been seeing recently we're only two points behind Celtic the old firm game was a disaster um, but I think with regards to the frustrations for the Rangers fans I think it's the it's the we mentioned before in your show quite a bit with the, the, the new guys that have came in to your point Lawrence is probably the only one that would, would get in the team Tillman started really well but he faded out a wee bit he was wanting at the Celtic game um, it was basically Gerrard's team that played the last game there because they know what to do they know about the jersey Arfield, Jack Davis they deliver it they know what they're doing um, 
and I just think where we're at a year down the line we expected to see a Champions League team performing in these games and not the the, the Europa last year was brilliant but we, we expected to see a better Rangers team on the field to play with the money that was generated from getting into the tournament which is amazing by the way it was a great great result against um, PSV but I think we as supporters that demanded a better team on the park there and the guys that are there chomping at the bit to get into the team they're clearly not good enough um, I mean they're not they're no strong enough to get that start in Jersey yes Barisic has held on but we needed somebody to come in and, and push him to the left and you can see that the argument there that that's happened because his, his, his performances have improved the balls that are coming in are really good but he is still wanting defensively he still stands off the defender whereas this young guy might be able to get in we don't know we've never seen him the, yeah, boy Davis at the, the boy Davis at the back, that, that just baffles me. And I know everyone keeps on talking about it, but he's at Liverpool and maybe a player for four million. Isn't he a massive player at Liverpool um, because of the quality of the squad they've got? And maybe he isn't as good as what the price tag gives us because we haven't really seen him, but we need to see him. The Gordon mentioned there against Dundee United, surely that's a chance to, to get him on the park and see what he can do. It's just wee things like that. That's where the negativity comes from. I think we got a couple of good results there, a couple of good wins, and it's game on. You know what I mean? It really is. But um, I just that, that's that's where the negativity yeah. is as far as we're concerned. Yeah, because yeah. funny, funny you mentioned about you know the the team. David, I think you said something about it, it being Gerard's team. Have you seen this? Um, I don't know if social media is your thing. That you know that that tweet that's doing the rounds that people keep displaying the similarities between the Rangers team that played Feyenoord a couple of seasons ago. <laughs> Right. And the one that, that played at the weekend, and um, yeah. it's pretty similar. I mean, I, I don't think there was, there was, there was, you know, there was hardly any difference. I think it would, would that have been Stephen Gerrard's first season. Um, but the heart was there. The heart was in that team. And, yeah. and no, no. I just meant in terms of. By the way, that doesn't have to be a bad thing. But I think the way people are using it on social media is to show a perceived, you know, lack of of progress in personnel. Whether that's fair or not, is that something you would agree with? Yeah, I do. I think um, like we've got Bassey was a was a major find and, and great. We sold him on and made money from him. There is there has been good progress there in the transfer market. But then you've got to look at some of the ones that have came in that that aren't quite right. Who's making this? Is it Ross Wilson? You know what I mean? Is it is it is it Gio's input? Is he giving him a list of players? Or are we getting told that's who's coming in the door? Um, I, I don't know. Maybe the process is wrong. But you expect the guys that are coming in. Are meant to push. We got rid of Rebo and Bassey, which would have been fine if we made that money and we took the money in the coffers and we were still challenging Celtic and we were still we were a better team, then that's fine. But if we're as we were against Celtic at Parkhead, we were miles off the pace. We weren't a better team. So selling those two it isn't good business. It's good business if we bring in better players, but we didn't. Yeah, look, there's every chance I've made a mess of that comparison. It was something like that, Mark. I wish I could find it, right? But I think it was the Feyenoord game, um, which that one was 2019. It's something along those lines. You get where I'm going, and it was like, you know, 8, 9, 10 mm. of the starting 11 yeah. was, was the same because Giovanni van Bronckhurst has reverted to those guys now, you know. Yeah. That, Tillman's an interesting one because, brilliant, start of the season. Everyone's loving him. Then, of course, tough, look, like everyone, tough game against uh, Celtic. Tough game in Europe then against Ajax, but bread and butter at home against Dundee United is. I thought maybe that would be the game that he then 
can kind of back in and thrive again, yeah. or is he now having to recover from well, I think, those tough games? You know, maybe the managers try to protect him a wee bit. Um, maybe the manager has to take a wee bit of responsibility in that selection, particularly Celtic game where he plays him such a big game in, in the wide areas where he's maybe not as effective as he should be. Um, David makes a lot of good points in in terms of what the Rangers fans expect to see after such a such a high last season, getting to the Europa League final, you know, taking some of the scalps that they did, then it sets a standard that when Rangers fans go along this season and they negotiate their way through the Champions League qualifiers, they expect to see better, more competitive team in the Champions League, but better on the domestic front. And I don't think they're seeing it at the minute. I think he makes a good point about Yilmaz. I know Daz saying Baris is, is better than him, that's why he's played. Well, the manager obviously thinks that, but how are you ever going to know? You know, Yilmaz has played against, was it Queen of South? Mm-hmm. He played at home. That's about it. Now, this boy can't be a bad player. It was a £5 million pounds he was brought in. He's an internationalist, but he's not getting a sniff. I think Barisic does a good job going forward. I'm with David. I think defensively, there is still huge question marks. And you only have to go back last month to the game at Celtic Park and even the game against Ajax that you can see defensively when he's up against better opposition, he struggles. I don't know if Yilmaz, look, I don't know if Yilmaz will be any better, but how you, how's anybody ever going to find that out unless he plays? So, David's right in some respect that the fans expect to see better at this stage of the season. There you are, there's Robert Bamford straight on mm. and it's on Instagram, by the way. Mm. He, he sent it to the right account, not the hacked one. Uh, and he says, is this what you were looking for? And it was someone called Alex tweeted, three years and six transfer windows apart, uh, basically the same team. So the, it was McGregor, uh, Tavernier, Gold, um, McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Hillander, Barisic, Davis, Jack, Kamara, Ojo, Arfield, Morelos. Now you yeah. could easily have put Kent in that that team then, which would have made it even more similar to the one that played at the weekend. So um, that, that doesn't have, if that team keeps being this winning, that in isolation isn't a bad thing, Gordon. But as, as David says, there was a hope in the summer that it was this start of it, maybe a new era, this, a Champions League team bringing in new players, fresh blood, constantly moving things forward. That comparison would fly in the face of that, even if it is a simplistic I think, one. Look, uh, when it comes to the summer, it comes to a transfer window, every team uh, wants to see new players coming in, better quality, to add a bit of strength, make the team better. Um, David talks about the th- players going out. Now, they get great money, Aribo, um, you know, Bassey and Patterson. And yes, the money that come in for the three, you can't refuse that, and I totally understand that. And they invested in bringing, I think it was seven players round about that in the summer. Out of those seven, now, none of them deserve the right to walk into the team. You've got to earn the right, it doesn't matter where you go. I just look at thinking right out of the seven who would probably be the starting person in a big big game the biggest game probably next weekend for instance I think Tom Lawrence would be in there the rest of them are really struggling to find their way into the Rangers career and it baffles me when people say about Ben Davis brought up the amount of money it's been spent on him he sat on the bench for a centre half for three games and never get one minute of Game time. I don't see the point in that. Right, thank you, David. That was nice to speak to you. 01419511025. On tonight's teaser, you're looking for five players who have played in Scotland at some point in their career and have managed more than three goals in one Champions League season. That's tough. That's a, that's a big accolade. 
uh, And we're only talking The first decade Of the Champions League So like 92 To 2002 Basically You've got one Which was Ravanelli Ravanelli, Ravanelli anymore. I'm going to go for Viduka Brilliant Well done We'll try and get the rest Of the answers And we'll hear from Steve Clark next Number one For football In Glasgow And the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL very much here and struggling toiling badly at the full time teaser that's why we do it the crazy pony sent this one in but tomorrow night's could be you you know you have a wee think send a question in full time at Clyde1.com doesn't need to be as complex as this uh, and try and catch the pundits out tonight's is five players who in a single Champions League season scored more than three times in the Champions League. So that's, that's quite good going. And they must have played in Scotland at some point in their career. We're only including the first decade of the Champions League. So it's guys like Mark Viduka in 2000-2001, mm. scored four, has played for Celtic. Uh, Fabrizio Ravanelli did it 95-96, scored five times, played for Dundee. See the way it's going? Yeah, I think I've got one. Mark Haley. Mark Haley? Come on. Got two in 93-94. Good season they had. Mm. Right, you got... Arvaladze. No. Purcell. No. <laughs> Struggling here. Aye. Uh, Lampard. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Lampard? <laughs> Who do you play for? Scotland. <laughs> Who did I say? Oh Frank Lampard No Lampard Paul Lampard Sorry right. Lampard Paul Lampard <laughs> Sorry I was a lean one there Lampard and Bama Frank No No Okay Oh I'm struggling right, you know, What you're looking <laughs> for There's balling. one there with yeah. a He scored one There's he? one there that you're looking for With a Celtic connection Uh huh Janino One with a Rangers connection and there's one who played for a Scottish team that is neither of them. It's one of our capital teams. Sozie. Yes. Sozie scored more than three. He got six in the 92-93. No way. Apparently, yeah. For Marseille. According to the crazy pony. And the year they won it. Mm-hmm. Or traditionally. No one. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Frank wow. Sozie. Right, okay. Mark Viduca and Fabrizio Ravanelli. Two more. Okay. Yeah. Celtic and Rangers uh, Trevor Francis No, no, no Don't undo your hard work Let's hear from Trevor Stephen Let's hear from Stevie <laughs> Clark He says it's vital Scotland gained some momentum After stalling in the summer He's expecting a better performance Against Ukraine tomorrow Than the one they got When the sides met in June Well obviously I don't think it'll have The same edge That, that game in, in June was, was pretty unique The circumstances leading into it And whatever So maybe slightly different But still a big game for for two teams that want to top the section. I think the, the Scottish public, the Scottish fans now all know that Ukraine are a very good team. I'm sure they'll play to the same level, but what I'm looking for from our team is that, that we get back to the level that we can be and then we'll see what we'll see what the result is. We just try to keep doing what we're doing and, and keep trying to improve on, on the system. Like I said, I, I just felt in the summer we stalled a little bit and we want to we, we want to start that forward momentum again and, and hopefully that starts on Wednesday. Uh this is sort of Crept up on us It feels like I know everyone's very much Into the domestic season And sometimes this one Comes along And it feels like An inconvenience to some um, But I mean Mark This Nations League Is the avenue By which we got to Our first major tournament Since yeah. 1998 I mean that that's the importance of it The summer was disappointing Because Republic of Ireland 
hammered us and it was you know, it was really grim and that came on the back of getting knocked out of the World Cup playoffs by Ukraine but actually that Nations League table as it stands Ukraine top on 7 points Scotland next on 6, six points yep. Republic of Ireland have played a game more and have only got 4 points Yeah, and then of course Armenia at the bottom so actually starting tomorrow night at home to Ukraine Saturday night at home Republic of Ireland then away to Ukraine uh, next Wednesday there is a chance to make some some headway here Of course there is It is looking as bad As we perhaps thought You're right Gordon With that summer We were well, we were all together Watching the Republic of Ireland game And we couldn't believe What and we'd Ukraine. saw I'm starting to think That us getting together For the big games is Yeah problem. yeah, We'll stay apart this weekend But um, There's still an opportunity there Now I think The home games speak for itself Two must wins If you've got any realistic Chance of topping this group you have to beat Ukraine tomorrow night. And Steve Clark's right, it will be a different game because you think of the 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 weight on the players' shoulders and the expectation that game just mm-hmm. looked too much for them at some stages. Ukraine's a good side, but I think Scotland can perform much better. If they start the way that they kind of finish that game, yeah. then they should be in a better place. The worrying thing, if we're looking at comparisons from that night though, Gordon, Ukraine were really good. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's the one thing I remember Ukraine were very good We don't have Andy Robertson this time um, However much that impacts it We'll find out But it's a good side that's going to come to hand Yeah I thought they were comfortable Gordon uh, You look at our two fixtures coming up I, I agree with Mark Home is so important But it's two teams that You know you look at Republic Island We, we were poor there And they battered it Not going to be easy But tomorrow night it's going to be difficult Because they've got quality players That play top level football Know how to handle the ball they're a good football inside. They're well organised. Um, we will have to be at the top mm. of our game to get something. Um, and there is no Andy Robertson this time, which is obviously not ideal. Greg Taylor is enjoying arguably the form of his life, according to the Celtic fans that phone in. Does he go and take his place? I think so. I think he'd be hard done by if he misses out. Now, there's an argument when he's playing domestic football. Was that enough to, to elevate you into that kind of backup of Andy Robertson? Argument that Well Hickey came in I think Now that he's playing At a level Champions League And he's acquitted himself Well Particularly against Shakhtar I think he's at the level That It's an easy enough Decision for Steve Clark To make Again Gordon Then to throw a spanner In the works It would be unlikely But you know Steve Clark maybe Would, would he change the shape Is he going to try and stick With his, his three And his wing backs There's a few other Defensive issues in there So what Does McTominay And Tierney play Either side of Scott McKenna because Grant, Grant Hanley's dropped out the squad Nathan yeah. Patterson must be nailed on at right back yeah. Given the way he's started At right wing back Yeah I agree with Matt so Taylor, Taylor left Taylor, wing back yeah. No Aaron Hickey then No I, I would I would probably go right now with, with, with Taylor um, I think Hickey's just at the beginning of his His international career I think Taylor's been in good form um, Playing with a lot of confidence Patterson down the right hand side I think he'll stick stick to his formation I'd be very surprised if he didn't It's who he plays through the middle for me Um, You know is he going to go with the Two and out strikers with the 3-5-2 Or is he going to go with maybe someone More defensively midfield coming John McGinn off Shea Adams Yeah something like that And put an extra midfield player in there Well Gilmore in the middle of the park That's an interesting one Because over the years we've seen examples Like Alan Hutton was playing like no club football whatsoever And would rock up for Scotland and, And put in good performances To a, a, a lesser extent 
James McFadden at times would have been in and out of his club team But then would come and just be the main man for Scotland And it felt like he belonged there And that brought out the best in him So can that be the case for Billy Gilmore? Does, does Steve Clark put his arm around him and say You're still my, you're still one of my main men And yeah. go in there and, and play Or does the lack of football and the disrupted summer hold him um, back? I hold him in that high regard I think he, he can go in and play I think the relationship that he formed with Cal McGregor Was really positive I think Struggled against Ukraine though And now you've got Scott McTominay Who still plays every week in midfield We chatted about this with Ukraine I think he struggled because Scotland bypassed him It it just went from back to front And that's because Steve Clark went with the two up front Now Scotland played differently in the second half They played with one up and and two off And we were much better I think he'll go that way I think he'll play with probably Adams up there With McGinn and another off him now I don't know who that other could be Christie will it be Fraser coming in someone like that I thought we'd get a grip of the game better and I think Gilmore and McGregor will form that too in the middle of the park behind them I, I wouldn't be surprised if he put McTominay back in the middle of the park I, I wouldn't be surprised with that at all so what Jack Henry Jack Henry McKenna and, 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 yeah yeah I'd, I, look he's got options there uh, it'll be interesting to see how he goes about it um, but as I said earlier, Gordon, doesn't matter a team, doesn't matter a formation. They'll have to be at yes, their it best because it's what, no, it's a quality side they're playing. They've got to, they've got to be at their best tomorrow night. There's no doubt. If they're below par, they'll get punished. Um, but it's at home. Two important games coming up. Turn army behind them. Mm. Hopefully, he can get a result. Uh, he has been maligned in the past, and I don't think he had a brilliant night against Ukraine, Mark, or, or Republic of Ireland, but. Um, I mean, Grant Hanley is a, is the number one centre half, yeah. you know, like it or not. So he's he's dropped out of the team he, he, at a time when Andy Robertson's not there either. He's going to be a huge loss. He is, uh, and I don't get when people people often come on and have a go at him. Uh, he's not the most easy on the eye, Grant Hanley, but he's aggressive. He's quick. He dictates where your your back three start, and I think that's been one of our positives that we can start higher up the pitch. So you take him at the team. He's obviously going to leave a hole. He's aggressive in both boxes. Mm. So it's a big call Who Steve Clark puts in there He's got a few to pick from But it'll be interesting Right you've got two more players Who got more than three Champions League goals In a single season And have played at Scot- in Scotland At some point in their career uh, We're talking the first decade Of the Champions League here So you're actually You were doing okay You got Ravinelli You got mm. Mark Viduka You got Frank Sozzi The other two Ian Wright No a former Rangers striker With a big price tag oh, I've got it He played against me Oh four Andre Vogel Eight in one season And a former Celtic striker Sutton Nope He is Harson Norwegian Uh, Back back the Brabant Brabant Did he score 4-4 Rosenborg probably Oh that's right Uh, They won it every year didn't they There we go Thank you Mark Wilson Thank you Gordon DL Thanks to you Much more important than these two All your calls, your tweets, your company Never gets taken for granted And I look forward to doing it all tomorrow With Hugh Keevans and Simon Donnelly It's a big night for Scotland So make sure you join us at 6 o'clock And Callum Gallagher is up next